<laughs> hold on, hold on. It's hold funny on. every time it happens. Shut up! It's so good. We should leave it like this, actually. Like, the music comes <laughs> and then it's just quiet. And Maybe, I just Ash. might. Ash! I just might. <laughs> well, I do the music, so so long as you keep this in. <laughs> anyway... Welcome back to Word of God. We're three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. And I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are V, Vim, or it, it's, and you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash ashcommonman. I'm Emma, the latecomer. I use she, her, and they, them pronouns. You can follow me on Tumblr at LazarusEmma. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. My pronouns are he, him, and you can follow me on Twitter at ToppleThrones. And you can follow the show on Twitter and Tumblr at Word of Godcast. And then content warnings for this episode follow. Content warnings for this episode include homophobic microaggressions, drowning, the death of a child, heteronormativity, references to wincest, hanging and suicide, drinking, racism slash misunderstanding slash representation of hoodoo, bank robbery, hostage situation, conspiracy theories and their connection to racism and anti-Semitism, cannibalism mention, and white supremacy. If you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our ask box on Tumblr or shoot an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com. It's a real frenetically paced intro today. <laughs> yeah, we were like zooming through. Today we are discussing 211 Playthings and 212 Night Shifter. Good episodes today. Yeah, mm -hmm. lots to talk about today. Good, exciting episodes. Uh, Playthings was written by Matt Witten, who did No Exit. Um, we start with a man entering the Pierpont Inn, which is old and will be closing soon. Two little girls watch the woman who owns the place, and um, one little girl says, son of a bitch, about the guy taking their toys, and the other girl repeats, son of a bitch, and the mom says, don't say that. And she says, Maggie said it first, and she says, well, Maggie shouldn't say it either. Classic. Uh, so the one little girl named Tyler has a giant dollhouse, and finds one doll at the bottom of the stairs with its head on backwards. And then the man we saw taking the toys has also fallen down the stairs with his head on backwards. It's very gross. Title card. Uh, cut to the boys who are in Peoria, but there is no trace of Ava. Um, they get a case from Ellen. Apparently this was not the first strange death at this inn. So Dean is surprised that Sam seems so eager to be moving on, but they do go. Sam spots a, I don't know how to pronounce this, I'm sorry, a quinquunx which is a five-spot symbol, which is apparently used for hoodoo protection, according to the boys. It's not. Um, <laughs> thank you. I was leaving that open for you. Uh, um, yeah, it's it's Quinn, it's Quincunx, by the way. It's a hard... It. I'm going to continue calling hard... it a five-spot. <laughs> yeah, um, that's fair. You that can just call it that. That is the correct term for it. Uh, Dean, Dean does call this place a little white meat for hoodoo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, import, important note for people who did not watch the episodes, it's been a month since the previous episode. Big old yeah. time skip happened. Um... Okay, so they go inside, they get microaggressed at the desk, which I promise we will come back to. They tip Sherwin, who is, I don't know mm -hmm. the title, some sort of valet or um, something. He works at the butler inn. something. Yeah, he, something he like definitely that. Whatever butler the vibes. butler equivalent is for an inn. And so then they discuss the case and some queer theory. <laughs> and in revenge, Dean says that Sam <laughs> likes dolls so that they can get in to investigate a room that had another five spot outside it. That's maybe my favorite scene in this episode. Oh, it's good. Uh, Tyler complains about Maggie and says that the broken doll uh, belonged to Grandma Rose upstairs. A uh, lawyer comes and says that they're going to demolish the inn, and then he and a doll that looks like him are hanging from a fan, supposedly a suicide. 
Sam then gets drunk and depressed about not being able to save people or change his fate by saving people. And so in his drunken state, he extorts a promise from Dean that if he goes dark side, Dean will kill him. Uh, Sherwin shows Dean a picture of Rose with her black nanny Marie, who has a five-spot necklace. Um, Rose, when they go upstairs to find her, is old, nonverbal, in a wheelchair. She cannot, she has had a stroke and she cannot be the one doing any kind of vigorous dark magic, so it's not her. Tyler says that Maggie says that they're not allowed to move, and Susan tells Tyler Maggie is imaginary. Dun dun dun! Uh, it was a really good reveal. The dollhouse playground starts moving on its own, as the real one does, which scares Susan, and then the car nearly drives her over, but luckily Sam tackles her just in time, despite having been kicked out of the inn for scaring Rose. Uh, so now that the boys have Susan on their side, they realize that Rose was doing the hoodoo as protection until her stroke prevented her, which is when the deaths in this place started. The boys mention something about her daughters, and they realize that Maggie is a spirit. So, um, cut to Maggie, who is taunting Rose with the idea of Tyler staying with her forever. Um, Susan says that Maggie, Margaret, drowned in the pool as a child, so they go to the pool, where Tyler is then pushed in from the ledge, but Sam gets her out of the water in time with a very cool cannonball. Good job, Sam. Um, <laughs> Maggie, meanwhile, was called away by some sort of voice calling her name, so now we see her standing next to Rose, saying that if Rose does that, because she, Rose is not speaking, um... Maggie will let Susan and Tyler go. The boys are confused at what could have made Maggie leave, and then Susan screams as she finds Rose dead. Mm. Uh, Susan thanks them as she's leaving with Tyler. She hugs Sam. Dean makes a joke about it. And then he checks that Sam doesn't remember the conversation from when he was drunk, but Sam holds him to it. And we pan upstairs where two girls are jumping rope in very silly slow-mo. <laughs> That's the episode. It's a pretty good episode overall. This is a great episode. Mm -hmm. The the set, uh, or I, I don't I guess it's a real house, but the location and the props and everything and all these horrible dolls are so good. This episode is immaculate vibes. If you're, yeah. like, not watching the show, I recommend at least, like, skimming through this episode and just looking at how great this, like, setting is. Yeah, I mean, Dean comments on it. He says, dude, this is sweet. I never get to work jobs like this. And Sam goes, like, what? Yeah. He says, old school haunted houses, you know? Yeah, it's Bob a real haunted house. passageways, sissy British accents, which is such a thing to say, especially considering <laughs> the next scene. Um, he says, might even run into Fred and Daphne while we're inside. And makes an objectifying comment <laughs> yeah. about Daphne. But, like, Scooby Natural agenda starts now. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Uh, yeah, this intro is incredible. Uh, the, like, bent neck effect is really good. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it's icky. I, I really like that. Um, the, like, way the camera moves around. There's a lot of Dutch angles in this episode to a bit where it's, like, maybe a little cheesy. Supernatural doesn't have bad cinematography. However, they don't know how to do horror cinematography, really. And when they want to be scary, they mostly just go for, like, scary camera angles. <laughs> Let me check the director one second. This episode was directed by Charles Beeson. This is his first directed, but he, oh. after this, he directed another episode in season two, a couple in season three, okay. and some more in seasons four through six, and then comes back for season 15. Oh, wait. Oh, he died. Oh. That's sad. He died oh. this year. Sorry to bring the mood down. I was just like looking in to see what else he did, and it was like 1957 to 2021. Oh. Legend. Mm. He directed a bunch of Person of Interest episodes, Fringe, uh, Smallville, Vampire Diaries, The Mentalist, Sarah Connor Chronicles, 
lots of lots of sci-fi tv shows oh that's very sad though mm-hmm. um, on a different note yeah so the cinematography is great um my other note for the opening scene is that i like that tyler's name is tyler i've never heard it for a girl before dncaf <laughs> i knew a girl named tyler it's it's not common but it's it yeah i don't know i knew a girl named michael in high school so huh wow yeah. just like michael supernatural <sighs> uh, Dean has his leather jacket on again this episode. The leather jacket. Dean's leather jacket. It's good. It's a good jacket. He's very butch. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before that, when they're hanging out in Peoria, right? I said that Dean was surprised that Sam was ready to move on, and he says it's mm. not the uh, patent in Sam Winchester way, is it? And Sam's like, what way is that? And Dean says, I just figured after Ava there'd be, you know, more angst and droopy music and staring out the mm-hmm. rainy windows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Sam insists that he's he's moving on, and Dean says, wow, that attitude is just way too healthy for me, and I'm officially uncomfortable now. Thank you. Which makes Yeah, it's Sam great. Laugh. It's Okay. Uh, <laughs> have y'all ever noticed that when Dean and Sam get takeout coffee... Dean always takes the top off of the cup. No. Yeah. He does that. That's the and... benefit of close reading, everybody. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Is it gay to drink out of the mouth hole? <laughs> That's the only explanation I um... can think of. I mean, maybe he wants it to cool off quicker because that's what you do. Because like the the lid makes it keeps yeah, it like hot. Maybe he doesn't like his coffee head. too hot. No, he maybe this is maybe this is drinks it immediately thing. after. You know what Jackal mm. said about straws being gay. So what? I'm gonna have to find a source for this now. Damn it! One second. <laughs> Emma, <laughs> Emma, you are too plugged into the supernatural meta, meta fandom. I can't do this anymore. That's why you're. That's why you're the ultimate. Anyway, fan. yeah, you're I think all... Dean is overcompensating. Okay, I don't think he said it in that word. I think he's apparently the quote is "There's no manly way to drink out of a straw," but I will find better quotes there. I'll find a better source. Okay, this is coming okay. from the man who puts his whole mouth around bottles of beer, and he See, did that, that sounds, for you. That just sounds like that just sounds like a funny joke to me. I don't know the tone of which he said I, it. It's still a funny thing to say. Jensen Ackles, I want to study you in a lab. I want to poke at your brain with little metal straws. I found the gif set of it. <laughs> well, that'll go in the that'll go in the refs. <laughs> mm, it might be my father said once. There's no manly way to drink out of a straw. Mm. Even crazier, even more decoded. Love it. Yeah, yeah Mr. that Ackles. is that is. <laughs> now, yeah, that sounds like less of a joke and more just a thing that. Someone's dad would say. Moving forward, back past the coffee cup. Um, Sam looks very pretty in this episode. Normally, I don't comment on this. He does. He doesn't, but this episode, he looked very good. I think it's the lighting. He looks good yeah, in cloudy weather. Yeah, they gave weather. him the nice lighting yeah. instead of just jackals this time. Good job. He's pretty puppy dog Sam in this episode. Mm-hmm. Especially drunk Sam. God, drunk Sam is so funny. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, okay. So the next scene. Is they they come to the thing and I I'll, I'm gonna talk about the quincunks here because it's it's barely a folklore corner I'll be very quick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I did a bunch of research into this and like the five spot is a common sig common symbol that has been like uh independently quote unquote invented like all over the place. Um, most fa- like the word quincunx comes from the Latin 
uh, for like that. It was like a common stamp on coins. And it, yeah, I couldn't find anything about hoodoo at all in terms of the quincunx or like anything to do with it being an occult symbol in any real way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's hard to Google. This sort of thing, like I did a bunch, I tried to find info, like I, I I used my university login and was like, are there any anthropological things talking about the five spot? Uh, and it's like, it's a religious symbol uh, in some places, uh, most specifically, like the only potential hoodoo connection I could find was it was a old religious symbol in Senegal. That's the only like reach I could see the show making for why like it's a hoodoo symbol it's very weird i want to talk to the person who decided like and it's making me feel gaslit because like am i missing something here like i can't find literally anything uh like they just made it up as far as i'm aware and if someone knows something about this please let me know because i don't want to be wrong (laughs) i i don't think i am i i did a bunch of research but it's just such a weird poll that I don't understand where it came from. Um, although one brief thing, the um, a lot of architectural stuff uses that uh, symbol for reasons that reasons that are often just like aesthetically pleasing. Uh, like I don't know, humans like a square with a dot in the center. Uh, oftentimes, it does have like there are there is various symbolic meanings given to it, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I'll stop rambling about the comics now. It's just very weird. Um, although, also bloodweed uh, to talk about that because that's the thing apparently you need to power it or whatever. Um, first of all, bloodweed is a plant in RuneScape. I don't think that's what was that's what they were going for here. <laughs> uh, I I'm fairly sure they're talking about Ambrosia uh, trophida, which has a bunch of names. Is a North American plant. Uh, that has like uh, a bunch that is not again, as far as I'm aware, used in occultism. Uh, it is used as like uh, medicine by a lot of Native American tribes, but uh, I don't think it's magic. Uh, so yeah, There's that's so just many layers to that. supernatural being wrong. extremely okay. If this was for like a, a like a magic system outside of the real world the reason the wiki gives for what the quincunx does is kind of interesting considering the crossroads episode we just talked about which is that apparently it creates a quote unquote artificial crossroads because mm-hmm. it's four dots with a center so like you can imagine each as like a road leading off into different mm-hmm. directions which is interesting considering all the stuff i talked about of the like religious and like occult uh nature of crossroads all over the place mm-hmm. um that's kind of neat but also i don't think that's true <laughs> i couldn't find anything corroborating that oh it's probably some lore that got dropped in some script or in some yeah the the fictional book or something. that in the from the wiki it was i think a thing on the website talking like that was the, what the mm. website the supernatural website said about it but again I think that's something they just made up. They yeah. just made it up. Don't make stuff up about actual traditions that people have, please. Yeah. Fiction it's, writers, it's a, it's don't make look. stuff up. Mm-hmm. Any any schmuck like me could just Google it <laughs> and <laughs> learn that you're wrong. 
Anyway. All that being yeah. said, I do like that Sam is just such a fucking nerd. He can walk past an urn and be like, hey, it magic. Is. No, it is him, him like rolling a 20 on his perception check. <laughs> just like <laughs> just happening to see this boy. tiny little like five dots on an urn that like nobody else would notice. It is it is good detective Sammy even if it's stupid out like out of the fiction. Yeah. The witch Sam uhification starts now. <laughs> Are we up to the microaggression? Or do we have the more normativity? Uh, before we talk about that, because I think we're gonna talk about it for a while, uh the show <laughs> the show loves to reference Stephen King. Uh that room two three seven is the uh haunted like the very haunted hotel room in the shining. And it's the room that they get. Ah, uh, gotcha. I'm so glad somebody pays attention. I was like, <laughs> Wyatt is our walking, talking trivia page. We love. <laughs> no, I just noticed that. I was like, wait, did she say room two three seven? Yeah, and you've actually like seen and or read enough Stephen King to recognize that as a reference. <laughs> I, mean, I, seen, I haven't read like, The Shining. It's actually it's not room two three seven in the book. It's room two seventeen. <laughs> So is it 237 in the movie? Yeah, it's 237 uh, in the movie. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was cute. It's like, it's it's a big haunted hotel, like, of course. Like, we have two, like, scary twins. The Shining is all over this. Yeah, absolutely. I did notice the twin thing. Although, of course, they, they do a little switcheroo on the twins, which I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's talk about this microaggression. So Susan says, well, let me guess. You guys are here antiquing and boys kind of make this why not face and go how do you know and she says oh you just look the type so a uh, king size bed <laughs> <laughs> and so sam goes, what? no no of course not and dean goes what do you mean we look the type and sam susan kind of doesn't answer and sam changes the subject uh and it is still sitting with dean as they move to the next room and have a whole conversation with sherwin in between and they discuss well, the case a little bit right <laughs> And Hold on. Th- how weird this is and all these deaths and yeah. When Sherwin shows up, he looks at them and he's like antiquers. So it does the double. Like it continues. It, it, they, they got like it's, double <laughs> coded. It's like we've talked about how it's kind of gross that the show makes these jokes about the boys, especially considering uh, what an aspect of the fandom will later go on to do. Uh, however, Sherwin coming in and like also clocking them that way was really funny. Oh it's yeah, funny. it's always funny. It's just not funny when straight people are doing it. Uh huh. <laughs> like if a gay person made this joke, I'd be like, "Fuck yes, you are a genius." Gay Sherwin, true thing. But meanwhile, hours. it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, I, yeah. Also, I reiterated this in season one, something wicked. This. This is why I called it homonormativity in my notes, which is an actual term in queer theory, by the way. That has nothing to do with heteronormativity. Um, but this is 2008-ish, 2007, depending on when seven. this episode came out. Seven. We're in seven, because the yeah. last episode came out in January. Yeah. So, like, I was eight, but I also was around other eight-year-olds, and let me tell you... <laughs> heteronormativity was alive and well in 2007 and also so was homophobia Uh (laughs) like even a full-grown adult is not going to first of all it's just rude to make assumptions about strangers and i think most cishet people would like the fact that 
lesbians get called like gal pals and assumed to be siblings and shit. Like gay couples assu- get assumed to be siblings in the real world. Like the fact that the show turns this around, yeah, it's even though it's a funny it's joke, point. it's just not realistic. Yeah, d- yeah, that that is also even the thing. It doesn't feel like anyone. As far as I'm aware, like hotel people don't ask you what room you want. Like they generally they let you tell them what you need because you're the customer. I don't know. I've never booked a hotel room by myself. I don't know. I mean, it's not. It's not necessarily like it, I don't know. It's just a weird thing for me to think about. Is like, why? Why would you just let them tell you? Like, yeah, matter. and it's also like working in the service job. You and I can tell you, I work in retail. You don't make fucking assumptions about random strangers, because then if you comment on it and you get called on it, then you're an asshole. Yeah. Well, also, it's like it's how it's a pathway to embarrassment whenever yeah. you make any assumption about people, because then if you're wrong, it's just like, oh. Well, now this is awkward. And then she gets she gets really like apologetic. She goes, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Yeah. Like, but then why did you make the assumption? Why did you comment yeah. on it? Yeah. Why didn't you just fucking ask? Speaking yeah. of the word assume, <laughs> uh, so when they're actually in their own room and they discuss, you know, the other deaths, and then Dean says, "Of course, the most troubling question is why do these people assume we're gay?" The most troubling. Uh, and so the craziest two lines in the entire show sam then says well you are kind of butch probably think you're overcompensating and dean does this very uncomfortable little laugh and he goes right (laughs) and it lingers on him before it cuts away Uh uh-huh okay so the thing about this scene is that it only lands in two ways either he's homophobic which is what they intended or he's Uh gay like it lands only in these two (laughs) situations and you, you can't keep setting up this presentation and performance of Dean Winchester and have him, like, uncomfortable when it's called mm-hmm. on and expect it to keep landing one way when you also give him little flirty moments with men every chance you get. Yeah. It's... The 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 heteronormativity and the homophobia in the writer's room is like a fungal mold <laughs> that has just infected everyone to the point where they're like, there is no way this could be misinterpreted in the fandom doing this and taking it in the other direction which is literally what fandom does uh-huh. they're all crazy and mm-hmm. icky queers it's no the reading like, is absolutely so there stupid. <laughs> i mean this, this is getting ahead of myself You're again so but like there is a really good post about somewhere about um i don't think i'm gonna link it because i'm definitely gonna bring it up again when we actually get to season four but saying how like good narrative parallels is good writing but it also can't be read is you know, romantic sexual in one sense because it's a male-female couple and then platonic just because it's a male-male couple. Gay people do exist. Mm. Like, it's... Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. draw parallel lines if they're not parallel, people. Come on. <laughs> you can't draw parallel lines class. and then tell me actually that one was going the other direction. Yeah. Are you telling me these lines aren't straight? All <sighs> lines are straight, by definition. <laughs> Thanks. Why I'm gonna beat you to death with a baseball bat. <laughs> Uh, okay, real quick, going backwards slightly, I want to talk about Sherwin for a second, who is the most, like, old man who no longer gives a shit, and I love it. I fucking it. love it's Sherwin. Like, he, like, just hoists up their bags, and, uh, I think it's Sam, no, it's Dean, it's who Dean. says, I could give you a hand with that, and Sherwin's like, no, I got it. Yeah, he's being butch. Uh, he is, you're right. And then, like, the thing is, is he's like, no, I got it, and then when they get up to the room, he, like, puts the bag down, and, like, they go to shut the door, and he's, like, standing there, and he sticks his head down. He's like, you're not going to cheap out on me, are you, boy? It's like, he took their bags so they would pay him, which is great. I love Sherwin. He's really good. He's against their will to get a tip. It's great. (laughs) Yep. 
Yep. It's so great. It's great. <laughs> and I love him. Um, once again, we get a really great, like, minor character who just yeah. has such a presence that you automatically are enamored. Yeah, I'm not I sure one made it out of this one alive. I couldn't find, like, Final anything interesting, Charmin. like, from this guy's career, really. But I bet, like, if if this episode's anything to go by, I bet the bit parts he's had in other stuff have also been entertaining. Because he's very good at being a cranky old man. I'm still stuck and probably think you're overcompensating. Like, how do you drop a oh. thesis moment like that and uh-huh. just play it yeah. off as a joke? And just keep going and not expect that to live yeah. in my brain forever. Okay, and then, okay, and to take it a step further, the implication... There's two implications with Sam making that comment. One is, I am clearly the most heterosexual. But if he really gave off that heterosexual vibe, then why would they think that they were a couple? The other implication Mm. is Sam being like, yeah, I'm kind of femme, and that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, ugh. It's true, he doesn't answer anything about himself. Dean says, why do people assume we're gay? And Sam yeah. says, you are kind of butch. Nothing about, like, his own long hair or anything. Well, I think yeah. he does that because he has seen an opportunity to get yeah, a dig in gonna, at Dean. He's going to fuck with his brother, but... obviously. It is funny. He yeah, already gets enough crap I... from Dean about being gay, so. Yeah, it's time I to feel turn like, around. I feel like Sam is just securing his sexuality, whatever that may be. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Why'd you make that noise, Emma? I just, yeah, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't care. It's whatever. Cursed They're dick. sick. <laughs> <laughs> He's secure in his well, orientation. He has issues with his sexuality. <laughs> there we go. Um, right before this, I skipped over. Uh, there's like an antique wedding dress pinned to the wall. And yeah, I was going to talk about that too. So it's great. Let Dean say fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like also pinned in a weird way, if I remember correctly. Like it's it's not hanging all the way down. It's like curved. Yeah, yeah, the the skirt is Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me it has always reminded me of that scene in Pirates of the Caribbean where oh. Elizabeth stows away on that ship and she uses her dress as like a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're super right. Listen, like white dresses can be scary in the right lighting if you like make them look like a person could be wearing them. And like it's not even that creepy. I don't know. It's vaguely eerie, like, like with the weird. lighting and everything. It, but like, you're in an antique house. Of course, there's gonna be antique clothes. Just be happy there's no mannequins, Dean. It's true. <laughs> well, then Jesus. they go into the doll room. Yeah, yeah that's it's yeah. it's more just like the uncanny valley of like this is a thing that like a human should be wearing and is kind of shaped like a human. So if you look at it in the dark, it's like, oh, that's a human silhouette. Oh, that's um, true. Yeah, that's I cool. I mentioned uh like an episode or two ago that I've been watching. Uh, I finished it now. A let's play of uh, Fatal Frame Two, very good ghost game. And that one, there's like kimonos hung up all over the walls inside like the houses you're exploring in that game, and it's a very creepy vibe of like this is a this is like the echo of a human in this like completely empty place. So that's my that's my sandbox. Of- <laughs> Say wait, sandbox. That's my soapbox. <laughs> of clothes can be scary. <laughs> That's true. Um, when they go look at the dolls, uh, Dean says, oh, this one, this one here, he's got a major doll collection back home, don't you, huh? <laughs> so he's, like, insisting that Sam confirm this. He's not just saying it. He's like, don't you? Yeah. Say it. Say- <laughs> Sam's acting is so wooden on purpose in the scene. It's oh, no, great. absolutely. The, the and it's tr- the same both times. 
Yeah. He's Fuck like, Jared Padalecki, but he does a very good job doing that. He just goes like, it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's the same blank face, 45 yeah. degree turn to look at Susan, agree with whatever Dean is saying. It happens twice. Yeah. It's really yeah. funny. I mean, Dean keeps pushing the issue. He goes, I mean, he loves them. He's not going to tell you that he's like grinning this whole time, but he's he's always dressing them up in these little tiny outfits. Yeah, you'd make my, you'd make his day. You She would, huh? <laughs> and he again goes, yep. <laughs> The, it's in both of them. It's like previously he's like, "Don't you, huh?" Like nudging at him, just like forcing he's Sam to respond so in that obnoxious. way. Like she said, he's yeah. like, "You make me great. feel like a gay person. I'm going to make you feel like a gay person." <laughs> Posts that look at gay people, and he just like <laughs> slams on the back, and Sam just looks at him and is like, "Fuck you." Yeah. And then Dean says that these dolls are not super creepy at all. Yeah. And they truly are. Like, I cannot express to you how creepy these dolls are. I have mostly gotten over my fear of dolls, but I would not be able to sleep in a room like that. Just yeah, no. straight up. Like, mm-mm. One thing, okay. One thing I want to talk about here with these dolls that feels baffling to me is, and I guess, like, is also good, but... They, they talk about hoodoo a bunch in this episode with the five spot and everything. This episode's full of dolls. It, like, mm-hmm. there are multiple shots where dolls are killed and then real people die. No one ever mentions voodoo dolls in this episode, yeah, which is not a bad thing strange. because... Like, it, it doesn't like, even explain what the dolls, like, how the dolls are yeah. connected. It's just like, there is a spirit, I like she that is attacking they them. don't explain it. It's but... not bad that they don't explain it, it's just notable. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's a weird it's weird that they didn't do it. I guess I feel like, like I'm I'm I've... happy they didn't, but it's just weird. Yeah, like I thought that was gonna come up, at, at least as like a red herring. Yeah, because do they mention they do mention dolls in um in connection to the cultism? Oh, right? actually, Sam does puppets. mention voodoo because Dean says, "Well, what do you think? Dolls, voodoo, mysterious, shutting grandma." And Sam goes, "Well, dolls are used in all kinds of voodoo and hoodoo." Like curses and that's true. Uh, yeah, I meant like you're right. So they do have it as a red herring. I it just was weird to me that it actually wasn't what was happening. Oh yeah, which and like it it's not even said, it's not even. I'm which... pretty sure voodoo dolls are not what popular Western. No, 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 they're, no. They're lifted from European puppets. Yes, and not actual what actual voodoo dolls are used for. I don't even know if that's what they're called. But yeah, it's the the. It's safe to say that any uh, <laughs> interpolation of hoodoo from from literally anyone but an actual like practitioner um, is probably full of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's no, absolutely. One of those pe- one of those I mean, we talked about the we talked about the quincunks in this episode. Yeah, like quote unquote um, voodoo dolls are not even like you they're they're not prominent in the actual voodoo tradition really sympathy magic is a common thing in european witchcraft mm-hmm. uh and like poppets and stuff were used as a effigy for a human to like bring bring them harm or bring them good things if you do good things to the doll mm-hmm. um yeah Give the doll a massage <laughs> nice <hot> sure <laughs> anyway there are these creepy dolls I like them. They're good. It's good. It's I guess good that they don't bring up voodoo dolls. It's just yeah. I wanted to bring. Yeah. I wanted to mention that. Uh, there is a good cut from the doll of the lawyer to the man himself on his bed. Like it shows the doll sitting on the bed, and then it 
like has a nice cinematographic cinematographic um, shift to the actual man it's nice um mm-hmm. oh kind of rewinding from that um Dean tells Sam to go do research and says, and don't go surfing for porn. That's not the kind of whacking I mean. Uh-huh. And Sam just like makes a face and walks off. And I have in my notes, a Sammy keeps winning. He really does. Um, also in that scene with the, the lawyer guy, I love how the door opens all creepily for no reason. <laughs> like, I know you're the ghost of like a 12 year old, but also <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, it is. On that note, I really like Maggie. Yes. Yeah. No, great. Little girls uh, are a classic. They always work. Both um, Maggie and Tyler are like good uh, child actors. Yeah, also, Tyler yeah, is really uh, cute. I don't know what she grew up to look like. I didn't yeah. check, but she's very cute. Yeah, they're both adorable. Tyler's got these enormous eyes. Oh my god. Yeah, and the son yeah. of a bitch scene was very, very cute and funny. Yeah. There's like. The bit where they're playing jacks on the stairs is cute. Like, it's it's sad that, like, Maggie's a sad, evil ghost, because it's like, oh, ghost friends. Love to be friends with a ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, jumping ahead, when uh, Maggie is negotiating with Rose, she says, I thought you didn't love me anymore, which is really... <laughs> like, she was keeping her yeah. away, so she thought that Tyler was her only option. Uh, it's yeah. also a really good one-sided conversation because you can tell what Rose is thinking even though she's not speaking. Mm-hmm. Occasionally it gets a little heavy-handed where she like repeats what Rose is saying for our benefit, which mm-hmm. always bothers me, but yeah. I don't know if there's any other way to do it. But yeah, it is a very good, I like it a lot. It's also very good that like um, this 12-year-old is saying, okay, little sister, to this very old woman. Very good. There's um, there's a scene, it's very weird. There's there's When they're asking... Susan, I'm trying to remember. It's been a couple days since I've seen the episode. If I remember correctly, there's they're trying to ask about Ro- yeah okay it's in it's in the scene where they're talking about the dolls like these are grandma rose's toys and susan very is like no i mean i'm afraid that's impossible you can't talk to her she's very sick she's not taking any visitors which is framed in a way that's like something's up here like there's something suspicious going on mm-hmm. which isn't true at all it's it's not it's true at all the she's weirdest just red herring we have yeah, it's mm-hmm. it, and it's very funny because this exact same thing happened where there was an old lady red herring in. Yeah, um, I was gonna something say uh, the uh, something yeah, something wicked. Thank you, Emma. Yeah. Also, why is she alone upstairs in the attic? This old woman yeah. has had a stroke. Like, why spooky. is why is there no one there? I know it's only to make her spooky. Like they positioned her in front of like oh, I mean I guess it's nice that they positioned there was her in front one really of the window good so she shot could see outside. Scary, but it's like but it doesn't yeah. make any sense from a logistical family it, point of view. Why would you put your granny upstairs where there's no one around when like clearly wheelchair. she needs care? Like I don't like if this house is a hotel, it probably has elevators because it would have to. Yeah. But what? Why wouldn't you want her to be on the like the first floor? So that you could easily like take her outside. It's it's it, like, it's hello? a decision that only makes sense from the writing perspective. If we yeah. want this old lady to be a spooky old herring, Sp- which oh, supernatural old has issues with old ladies? <laughs> spooky red herring. <laughs> spooky old. <laughs> well, spooky. Okay, hold on. I'm changing my name in the Discord. <laughs> oh jeez. I think spooky old herring is what you find. Like in the, back of the, the association with like hags and witches. Yeah. But it's so it's so cheesy every time they use it. It is. Especially since most of the villains end up being, like, young, attractive people. Uh Uh-huh. Or, you know, otherwise nasty-looking monsters. 
Uh, speaking of speaking of old people, there's another Sherwin line I really like where Dean, where they're talking about the hotel and Sherwin's going to exposition dump to Dean. Mm-hmm. And Dean's like, I would love to hear some stories. And Sherwin says, boy, you should never say that to an old man. Such Great a line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a little smiley face in my notes Sherwin. for it. Uh, before that, though, um, there's after the lawyer dies, Susan offers them a full refund, which makes me extremely pleading emoji. Like, it was a really well. sweet offer. You know, she didn't yeah. have to do that. She could have just said, look, you can leave. You know, and they're or, like, or we don't like scare that easily. For the rest of their time. She said a full refund. She's like a very nice person. Mm-hmm. It's Sam who says we don't scare that easily, right? No, it's Dean. It's oh, it's Dean. Dean. Sam's upstairs okay. getting drunk. Right, 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 right. I noted that, I, I like, noted that line I forgot to write down. I always forget to write down who says lines. Uh, but, like... He said it in a very uh like oh I'm a protagonist way of like yeah. this is like there's something if I was this lady be like what's up with these guys like is, what, Are they it's really a weird thing like, kind of a weird thing to say yeah well it's like oh god I don't even want to talk about that we will because it's not episode because when someone because I wouldn't immediately jump to it being scary it's like someone hanging themselves is very sad it's not really scary. well she does mention that they've the had a lot of bad luck like around that's true yeah. mm, that's true that's true you're right so it's 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 strange enough that it would be understandable if they wanted to leave yeah that's true next up we have drunk sam which is great drunk sammy yep. my beloved yep. he's oh, so yeah so oh cute. yeah he's adorable he calls he calls dean bossy and short yeah yeah <laughs> Just a reminder that he was 6'2", but Jack yeah. is 6'4". Really? They're only two inches apart? Last I checked, according to the ancient images <laughs> I had saved in my Pinterest folder, yeah. They're big boys. Yeah, it's very... Sam calling him short while only being it's two inches so taller good. is really is really good. Very it's good big brother, brother but yeah. I quite... I, like, I... I said, really, that's how different they are. Like, that's only how different they are, because in the olden days of fandom, and also in the show, it's just, it's a running joke that Jared Padalecki is hugely tall, which six foot four yeah. is When he's standing next tall. to anyone yeah, else, he tall looks I enormous. Am. When he's standing next to Dean, I'm very he looks tall. reasonably tall, because they're both very tall. Yeah. You see this is also the... thing. This is just tall. This is just a good tall people joke because yeah, everyone like I everyone who is shorter than me is short. Yeah, like Cass looks short next to them, and Misha Collins is five eleven or six feet. Yeah, yeah, he's six four. I don't want all of the. Um, this is Jensen is six foot oh, but it's also celebheights dot com. So. <laughs> Wait, if you Google Misha Collins' height, one of the suggested questions under it is, it gave me, is Misha Collins' guy instead? What? <laughs> I should have screenshot it, but I closed the tab and now it's gone. Oh. Does the Misha Collins' is guy? <laughs> the rumor come out. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, drunk Sam. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I do think this scene is adorable, and sad Sammy yeah. is very cute, mm-hmm. uh, it's but also it just very straight sad. up doesn't make any sense. Yeah? At least not to me. I think Like, it, it just seems, like, really sudden as, like, an excuse to mm. make okay, Sam- Okay, fair, but also- No, like, it works for me. telegraphed by Dean being surprised by how easily Sam was moving on from Ava disappearing, yeah. and so this is all that- Exactly what Emma said. stuff built up towards- Yeah. Now oh. there's more people dying here, and he still can't save anyone. Yeah. 
It's uh he's that makes more sense. he he's like backslid slash has had a flashback like he was he has been trying to ignore what happened and then someone dying has reminded him unavoidably that he failed to save someone he cared about and and thus uh he went spiraled down into a place where he would rather get drunk than face his emotions yeah it's pretty clear that it doesn't make relatable sense for feeling. him to actually be grieving the lawyer this much where sam says the guy who hung himself side note i am gonna be a bitch here it should be hanged but fine the guy who hung himself yeah. i couldn't save him and dean says what are you talking about you didn't know you couldn't have done anything oh wait and sam wait hold says, on is that true i thought it was hanged if someone else hangs you no hanged is for like people and hung is for like a picture frame oh okay all right According to Sherlock, at least. <laughs> That's the only I'm moving on. So... Sorry, Emma. No, hold on. I'm not letting us move on. That little exchange is, uh, like, that's just us summed up. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Sam says, that's an excuse, Dean. I should have found a way to save him. I should have saved Ava, too. So, like, slipping in what's really yeah. going on here. Why he's actually upset. This is just, like, a trigger for him to think about not saving people. That's fair. And then Sam says, the more people I save, the more I can change. It was just very dramatic. Dean quoting him was, like, a subtle little thing that I liked. I don't know. It Like, the fact that Dean remembered Sam saying that you can't save everyone, and that's, like, a thing that stuck with him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like that. And then and Sam then... says, the more people I save, the more I can change, revealing the other thing that he's fucked up about. Mm-hmm. And Sam says, I need you to watch out for me. And Dean says, yeah, I always do, while he's, like, dragging him to bed. And he says, no, 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 you have to watch out for me. And if I ever turn into something that I'm not, you have to kill me. And Dean's like, Sam. And Sam says, Dean, Dad told you to do what you have to. And Dean says, yeah, well, Dad's an ass. He never should have said anything. Yeah, I mean, you he don't sure do does that. You don't, that. you don't lay that kind of crap on your kids, which is, fuck yes, good job. And Sam mm-hmm. says, no, he was right to say it, et cetera, et cetera. And... Everyone around me dies. Sam keeps pleading, you have to promise me. And so Dean, after like a pause, which shows he's considering whether Sam is even going to remember this, he goes, I promise. And uh, checks in later to see if he remembers anything. And Sam makes a joke about tasting the alcohol and Dean relaxes. Yeah. Until the end of the episode. Also, uh, uh, Dean, Dean says, <laughs> I'm not dying and neither are you. Yeah, he does say that. Mm-hmm. I noted mm-hmm. that down. Sasquatch. Yeah, I, I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, that's very, it's cute it's also according to the wiki cute. because um that's what jackals calls jarpad which is sweet what two inches oh but that is cute i guess because he's so big two inches <laughs> he's large and hairy even if he's not that much larger than jackals himself it's very good anyway all right after this scene are we ready yeah, to move on anyway yeah this is when he talks to sherwin mm-hmm was it Sherwin who says that? Yeah, Sherwin says every hotel has its spilled blood, which is a very fucking ominous quote. It's great. Yeah, great line. I'm surprised they weren't at least a little bit suspicious of Sherwin. They did for a minute, but they never actually considered him. Because then they got distracted talking about Dean's gender. Yeah. Yeah, he also says if people only knew what's gone on in some of those rooms they've checked into, and I'm like, great, great, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> um, was there anything else about that scene we want to talk about? Uh, yeah, Sherwin says, would you be happy leaving the only home you ever knew? And Dean says, I don't know, I never really knew one, which makes me punch walls in despair. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, he did leave the only home he ever knew, but he doesn't even remember it. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have Um, that, would you be happy about it, because he was four. Yeah. Um, I don't know when this is, 
I should have written down the timestamp, but my tummy hurt, so I was not doing very good note-taking. Um, but they did, like, a quadruple take at some point in here, which is really funny. Like, we've mentioned the, like, mm. Bollywood dramatic, you know, triple shot and stuff like that. They do that a couple times in, in this episode, I think. I and forget it's what just, that It was always also, makes me laugh, because I always think of the, the videos about the <laughs> really funny... Um, like Indian TV dramas and how they shoot those shots mm -hmm. <laughs> with the suitcase. Yeah, the suitcase. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly. Yeah. Uh. We should maybe briefly talk about the like extremely clumsy way that they like revealed the the like where the hoodoo stuff is coming from, and it like mm -hmm. it all felt completely pointless to me. Of like, oh, da da da, reveal. <laughs> That her daddy is wearing this, like, huge five-spot necklace. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, guys, you didn't have to do any of this. The hoodoo stuff that you, you just completely made it up. You could have just mm -hmm. had this, like, old lady be a witch. Like, I don't get it. I don't get why they decided to go this direction with it. Yeah. I mean, to this point in the show, we haven't had human witches. Right, we've had mm -hmm. this, and we had the Striga, and we've mentioned witches. All oh, right, but I, don't I forgot that a witch why, was like a. We haven't actually had a witch episode. Uh, no, we because I talks about what makes a monster. Yeah. Right. And I asked about witches. I think you mentioned that the boys do witchcraft at, at points, and I'm like, well, what does that? About what does that mean? I think and it's more close it to bit. spellcraft, but Sam does. Okay, sure. In much later seasons, he does get kind of witchy. But my point is that to this point in the show, they haven't had, like, what we would consider, quote, normal witches, yeah. like, as a, mm -hmm. I don't know, a career path. Um, so they <laughs> didn't, like, at this point, I don't think the writer's room had, like, considered that as an option, maybe. Yeah. They and then solidified their witch for, lore. For a very long time, witches were portrayed purely as evil, which I guess I'm glad yeah. that the hoodoo practice in this yeah. episode wasn't evil. Because that would have been even worse. Uh, yeah, I was going to bring that up. Is like, I guess, like, it, at the very least, to Supernatural's benefit, even if it gets a bunch of stuff wrong about hoodoo, I'm glad, at the very least, it's portrayed, like, in a good way, which it often is not. Uh, like, mm -hmm. this episode is very wrong, but, like, the, the Goofer Dust stuff was not. Like, that. that is a true thing, and it was, like, used accurately, as far as I'm aware, again. Oh, that's cool. Um... Yeah, I, t I talked about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like that it. I like that it's acknowledged. I just wish that you know it wasn't a like all white writers' room, as far as I'm aware. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah, they're they're very much using white Western associations of hoodoo to their advantage. They're yeah. they're they're allowing our own cultural misunderstanding of the practice to do oh. a lot of the work. <laughs> I also, Here. not to keep banging on on this point, I do think it's really funny that Sam apparently knows all about the five spot, but didn't know anything about Goofer Dust. <laughs> Despite the fact that the five spot is, as again, as far as I'm aware, not a thing, and Goofer Dust is, and is, like, more common and well-known. Well, they know about things when there's no one around to explain them, but when... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Them, they don't need to know anything. Exactly. When they do go talk to Rose after sam pukes they realize that she's you know not capable of having been behind this 
And Dean says, well, she could be faking. And Sam says, yeah, what are you going to do? Poke her with a stick? And Dean kind of considers it. And Sam goes, dude, you're not going to poke her with a stick. <laughs> Which is yeah. dumb. Yeah. Like, I think it's out of character, but it is funny. It's funny. It's also, like, objectifying this poor old lady who, yeah, like, like I don't is think nonverbal this is and can't that, move. Like, the Dean who lives in my head would do, but it is, like, a funny line. Yeah. So I'll, I'll forgive it for being mm. dumb writing. When Susan is yelling at them and then says to Tyler that Maggie's imaginary. I really like her outfit. I don't have a picture of it. I just remember that I like it. I also really like the play- the haunted playground effect where both the dolls... Yeah, the haunted playground stuff is really good. In the real playground, it's also swinging itself. The, what's it called? The little spinny thing goes around in circles. The seesaw is up and down. Mary-go-round. It's like a very good... Is it a merry-go-round if it's like the kind that you have to hold on to and there's no horses? Like, it's the kind you have yeah. to spin manually with I your feet, so. but it is that thing. I think so. I've always heard them called merry-go-rounds. Anyway, it's a good effect. They're very spooky. Uh, they're also called roundabouts. <laughs> okay, that sounds like British stuff, so... <laughs> sure. I think it's very funny. Doesn't that it sound they like just something got, the British people They just got kicked out of the inn for, like, scaring the wits out of this old, old woman. And then, just in time, Sam smashes into Susan to save her life, like... When did they come back? Why did they come back? They were sent away. Yeah. He just happened to be there because he has magic powers. Yeah. yeah. Well, they probably didn't leave. No, I think, mean, yeah, probably what they were so planning. They yeah. I bet what they were planning on doing is like waiting until nighttime and sneaking back in as they often do. And so maybe mm-hmm. he just like noticed it. They were I- probably casing the place. Whatever. Did, did Susan start crying in that, in that shot? Mm-hmm. As like, she was backing away from the playground, and we see the car over her shoulder, she is shedding tears. That was weird to me. It was. I kind of saw it as like like terror tears, where she mm-hmm. was like really scared and confused. Also, the yeah. wind was picking up, which probably didn't help. Mm, that's true. Uh, in the moment, it made me wonder if she knew something, and then like, no, she doesn't. No, it's just very yeah. spooky. She cries easily. Yeah. That's fair. No, that's um, fair. <laughs> when they give her the whiskey she's, and explain what's happening, she says, you're insane. And Dean says, yeah, it's been said. <laughs> Which, uh, so cute. we'll talk more about that next episode. Mm-hmm. Or not, when we talk about next episode, not our next episode. When we get yeah. to 2.12. When we get to 2.12. After the music break, but we're not there yet. Um, Dean says, listen, sister, that car didn't try to run you down by itself, okay? <laughs> I mean, I guess it did, technically, but the spirit it's can't cute. forget it. He's so cute. I just... Yeah. He's so dumb. And then this I is think, the... I don't okay. think it's a Word of God it's... episode until I've said that Dean is cute at least three times. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where I want to level a complaint at the writing of this episode. They did... They shouldn't have had that scene earlier. Where uh, Maggie and Tyler are playing jacks, and uh, and Susan says that like you're too old for imaginary friends, because that reveal is way less effective than um I only have one daughter, and I yeah. wish I wish they had cut that scene and had that reveal, because that re- like revealing it on that line would have been great, would have been sick, and it is mm-hmm. still good like. For the brothers in fiction of like a fun reveal but we the audience already know this and it's like it's less effective True. in the previous scene than it would have been here and it's like That's come on point. guys it's like the original reveal but you're right it makes this one line much flatter mm-hmm. and it would have been a great line 
to to do the reveal. Ugh, it's just like yeah. especially because right me, after, my editor like, brain sees the missed opportunity here. And Susan says Maggie's imaginary, so you're right. If they hadn't said it in the first scene, they have a perfect opportunity to just hit it here. Yeah, yeah, that scene is completely pointless. You cut it and except lose nothing. to make it like except to make Tyler upset and make and Ma- give Maggie the opportunity to say that she doesn't like Susan. Yeah, but they could have they could have done a different scene that yeah like, they didn't have to there. Um, yeah. On that note, Maggie taunting Rose. Um, Tyler comes in and goes, Maggie, don't. You're not supposed to bother Grandma. And Maggie says, I know. Come on, let's play. And Tyler says, can we have a tea party? Mm. And Maggie goes, we can have lots of tea parties, which is really good. Yeah. I really and, her delivery and there. Like, there's a shot. It, like, the shot lingers on Rose, who, anguished. like, it's has, really good. like, anguished that her, that her, like, Oh, it's so sad. The ghost of her dead sister is probably going to kill her granddaughter. It's so, it's uh everything mm-hmm. about Rose and Maggie is so sad. Mhm. Yeah, cuz the thing Maggie says is she's going to stay here with me and you can't stop it. There's nothing you can do about it. It's like, yeah, Maggie just straight up tells her like I'm going to kill your granddaughter. Yeah. Oh. And then of course there's the terrifying shot uh of these two girls standing over the edge of this pool i hated it it was like oh oh no yeah. oh no i mean i had the advantage of knowing that tyler was gonna be okay but you didn't. yeah it was like this it got me honestly because mm-hmm. like she was in the water for a long time it was like wait no they're not gonna they're not gonna kill like a 10 year old girl in this episode in this like generally fairly lighthearted tv show this is Sam's dead in the water moment. Yeah, I I, I noted that the when yeah. he comes up, it's very close to, to dead in the water. Yeah, it's also really it's good that Sam is the one to save her because he's the one who's been concerned mm-hmm. about failing to save people. And so he did save somebody. Yeah. Um, good for him. Good job. Yeah, good like writing structure for this. Uh, while, the, while they're standing over the water, Tyler says, why don't you just come with me, Mommy? And Maggie says, because I can't leave here, and you can't leave me, which is really good. It's like, ooh, mm-hmm. spooky line. It's a really good delivery, too, from this child. Yeah. She says, please, I don't want to be alone, which, again, very sad. Mm-hmm. It, it, out of, like, all of the ghost motivations in this show, I feel like Maggie really felt like the strongest, like, character of, like, it's very, everything about her makes perfect sense. Yeah. Like, I absolutely understand why she would get to the point of wanting a ghost friend. Um, at some point before that, there's, like, a reveal that in the doll room is a doll that looks exactly like Maggie. I don't know if that was, like, yeah. meaningful. Is that the haunted, like, is that the object that's keeping her here the same way we had in, um... Oh, I didn't even think it? about that. Providence 119. Um, that's uh the, that's very the, possible the doll yeah hair like they, i think that's implied that like if they burned that doll maggie would disappear but they didn't think to find the doll so they don't um it's very spooky though and the doll seems to maybe have looked at them also mm. yeah the the doll moves it doesn't move on screen but it's very weeping angel where the the camera well, pans the up dolls. to it yeah yeah so, like it's very spooky it's good yeah either way the doll moves on its own what I was wondering if maybe that was what uh, Rose was using to keep her at bay. Oh, keep her in the doll. Or, or like, again, it being a sympathy magic thing of, like, as long as this doll, like, is here and I have this, like, spell work set up, like, she can't, 
uh, like manifest. But I don't know. I don't understand Who knows? Is then why couldn't Maggie just tell Tyler to take that doll with her? Yeah, that's the that's why I didn't think she was bound to the doll. Mm-hmm. Maybe part of the you know because she's bound to the Rose house. Performing is bound binding her to the house. No, I think just as a ghost, she is bound to the house. And the the point of the hoodoo was to keep her from like being active or like so, from like, manifesting. I get that ghosts are typically way. down to the place of their death, but not if there's a a haunted object. Then they would be haunting the object, not the place. That's why I'm saying I don't think yeah, it's I don't a haunted know if it's object. It's like consistent lore, but it's cool anyway. Sure, sure. Yeah, it is. It is neat that this episode like leaves things unsaid in that way. Like it doesn't go out of its way to explain everything. Yeah, it has a little bit of subtlety, which is nice. Yeah. Um, after Tyler has jumped in, there's a bit where she surfaces, which is great, because you think that she's just going to stay under the whole time. But she does make it back up to the surface, except that then Maggie pushes her head under, which is really Yeah, scary. pushes her head under. It's, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. It's bad. And this whole time, the the boys are, like, pounding on the door as yeah. uh, <laughs> Susan is, like, screaming Tyler's name. It's really um, good. It's glass really is as breakable as the plot demands uh, <laughs> in Supernatural. Remembering, like, who who is it that dives out a window in, like, an earlier episode and the glass just shatters everywhere? Was that the Striga? Meg. Oh, it was Meg also. Because I, I, I feel like when John was hunting the Striga, it also dove at a window. I mean, this is a very instantly. old building, yeah, right? Yeah, when was this, there's a sign that says when the, when the inn was established. Established 1930. I just love how Dean could kick the door in, but Sam can't kick the glass in. Like, I've never tried to break a window with my foot, but I would imagine that I could do yeah. it. I'm not if sure which one's harder. Kick a full wood door. Also, do they not have guns on them now of all times? Like, the one time you need That's to shoot point. out a window? That's a good point. It's fine. Whatever. I love how... They did get in. <laughs> the timing demanded. I love how Sam Sam sees the, the, the planter next to him and goes... And picks it up and uses that to smash the window. Uh-huh. Where he's like, oh, that's useful. It's really weird. <laughs> Chekhov's planter. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> and then, yeah, I I guess... Okay. So, Maggie gets called away by a voice that is clearly Rose's voice. But it's a little mm-hmm. girl's voice. And Rose isn't dead yet. Which I thought was weird. Well, clearly... Rose can communicate with Maggie, like, telepathically or something. But why is Rose's so, voice a little girl's voice when she... I, also, why is her ghost a little girl's ghost also? Well, why is Anakin Skywalker's force ghost mm. not a fucked up piece of meat or Darth mm. Vader, Wyatt? Because... <laughs> okay, but we're not talking about Star Wars. Symmetry, I feel... Wyatt. Ghosts... It would be ghosts very in silly Supernatural... woman jump roping. Yes, I know. I'm just saying, consistency, ghosts in Supernatural have generally looked like how the people did at the moment of their death. Yeah, well, it kind of, I think, I think the lore or, like, the metaphysics of what ghosts look like in Supernatural is a little bit loose. It is. Because, like, they do usually look different, but, like, Mary didn't look like a, you know, burnt-up piece of beef jerky. That's true. She looked like she did before that happened. She didn't have a cut on her stomach or anything. I guess that's true. So it probably depends, A, on the power of the spirit, and B, just on its nature, like the nature of how they die, or maybe it's up to luck. You know, you die, and you end up being, like, 30 years younger, and you're like, oh, fuck yeah. And the guy next to you is like, yeah, I, like, died in a, I don't know, sewing machine accident, and now I look like this forever. 
Uh, I also just wanted to say, like, this episode, I feel like, would be a really good, like, sad, atmospheric horror movie. Like, the bones of the plot here. Like, if you mm -hmm. completely excised the brothers from this story and got, like, a slightly more skilled at doing horror, like, cinematography team, I feel like you could extend this script out to 90 minutes and tell a pretty cool, sad horror movie. Ooh, are you implying that Susan would have to be the one to jump in and get Tyler? I would like that. Yeah. Yeah, like, the boys are could be completely extraneous to the story. <laughs> You could tell the story just with the characters introduced in this episode. Mm -hmm. It's like they just walked into a horror movie and that would have gone very differently if they hadn't been here. Yeah. Um, are we at the last scene? Do we have more notes? I just think that the cops must be getting really tired of coming up here. <laughs> cops, paramedics. Yeah, it's true. They must be, be like, oh, somebody else fucking died at that fucking at hotel. This, at this cursed hotel. <laughs> at least it's closed now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Susan hugs Sam, and it's literally the most painful hug I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, your daughter almost died. Well, yeah, but, like, it just looks so, like, it's not, like, it just seems like it was there for, so that Dean could make a MILF joke. Honestly. You know? I... Like, it seemed like the Sam equivalent of getting a kiss on the cheek from the final girl. Yeah. I don't know, it's a very, like, the way... Like, I'm re-watching it. The way she, like, hugs him with her eyes open and still has this, like, slightly stunned expression on her face. Like, I liked that just as, like, oh, this poor woman just went through a whole lot. It's probably going to need to start going to therapy for this. And just, like, I don't know, wanted to show her thanks. And, like, uh, listen, you did a good job, buddy. Like, it's a completely, like, non-romantic like hug. Dean is just gross. Yeah, which... Which also yeah. made Dean's reaction to it very, like, oh, come on, man, shut up, this this poor woman. On an unrelated yeah. note, I really like Tyler's little Dean jacket in the scene. It's very cute costume. Yeah, she's very cute. Yeah, her Dean jacket's very cute. And then the, the like, ending shot is... I think it's cool, um, minus the really funny slow-mo. Yeah, they should stop using uh -huh. slow-mo. But also the music... It, but it is a good shot, like, no, in absolutely. concept. Yeah, also the music is very Tim Burton. It's true. Like, it just reminds me of the Nightmare Before Christmas opening. And I like that we end not with the boys. Yes. The thing we're, is... We're jumping rope off into the sunset. <laughs> what's going to happen to these two when this hotel gets torn down? <laughs> the episode doesn't really address that. They get sent to super hell. <laughs> they go wherever ghosts go when they're gone. Yeah. Well, it's just like it implies like oh happy ending for these two now it's like not for long this whole place is gonna get torn down they can haunt the site like H. Holmes. yeah i guess that's true uh but yeah that's the episode i think that's i think that's um, everything just real quick we've already talked like mentioned that this happened but uh sam insists that dean promised and so sam is like brooding and dean looks twice at him and says nothing with incredible jacking yeah, it's true. All right, now we are ready to take our break. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a little break here, and when we come back, we will talk about episode 12, Night Shifter. Good name. Okay. Yes. It took me uh, 10 years to figure out that that was a pun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took me through, yeah. like, half of the episode, and I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See you all after the show. 
It does. Also, if you hit the skip intro button, at least on Amazon Prime, it skips that. So I hit the skip right. intro and I was like, wait, what the fuck is happening? Because it goes kind of like into the middle of it. And I had to go back and like watch the intro. It was weird. It's, it, was, it was. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, the algorithm doesn't do a very good job with it. Um, but if you watch it the right way, it rocks. <laughs> wow. Um, it literally is. It cuts in the middle of a sentence. It's great. Um, so then the camera zooms in and we see Dean leading an older man out of the bank and yelling at the cops and SWAT not to try anything. Boom, title card. It's good. Good intro. Uh, yes. We cut to the past where Dean is interviewing a young woman about a jewelry, a robbery at the jewelry store she works at while Sam interviews what I assume is the manager. Yeah, the um, intercuts back and forth are really fun. Yeah, it's going to make the synopsis a little bit wonky because there's a lot of intercuts throughout this episode. There's a lot. This episode is very plot heavy. <laughs> yes. Um, That's because it's Ben Edlund and he knows how to write. He trusts you to keep up. It's true. The The culprit, Helena, uh, or Helen, I don't remember. Helen something. Sorry. Uh, apparently never would have done something like this. Um, she shot one of the guards and then apparently killed herself afterwards um after the robbery uh dean and the woman flirt and he gets her number um then we see dean and sam showing up at a house then the house of the night guard who witnessed one of the other robberies and they're posing as the fbi uh this guy is a little bit weird he seems kind of nervous and a little erratic um once they convince him that they're FBI, he lets them in and rambles about how Juan, the guy who robbed the bank he worked at, did not in fact rob the bank, but it was just something that looked like Juan. Um, Sam and Dean kind of humor him, trying to get, they, they know that he has tapes uh, of the stuff, so they want to see, because the cops took all the tapes. Um, so Sam and Dean kind of humor him, and then Ronald, who's the name, that's the name of this guy, yeah. Uh, reveals that he thinks the thing robbing the banks is a mandroid, and he holds up a picture of a Cyberman. <laughs> <of a Cyberman. laughs> it's really funny. To be clear, Cyberman um, from Doctor Who, like from Doctor Who, yeah, yes, literally the Doctor Who Cyberman on the cover of this magazine. Yeah, the magazine says "Birth of the Cyberman." This this was the most uh, like this was the most I didn't believe what was happening because it feels like Ronald is the kind of guy who would watch Doctor Who. Yeah, well, and it's, okay, it's funny because those Cybermen look like so the Cybermen from uh, halfway through season two of Doctor Who, um, which is the yeah, first time New they Who show Cybermen, up again right? in New Who, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, th and that would have been at around this time, yeah. slash, like, in the past year, very, like, which is obviously why it's on the cover of Entertainment Weekly or whatever it is. Well, this isn't Entertainment Weekly, this is, like, a conspiracy, it's called Fortean Times. Yeah. Oh, I thought this it was like just an magazine. Okay, yeah, that's Ronalds. even funnier. Yeah, and for Fertean is a reference to the uh, Fertean Society. Uh, I think Fertean Times is a real magazine. 
Yeah, it is. That's British so, Monthly. Is... Oh, it's British. Oh, that's why it's Cybermen, because it's British. Hmm. Uh, yeah, okay, it's but a... that makes it even funnier. It is. Yeah, it's a monthly magazine <laughs> devoted to anomalous phenomena, popularized by Charles Fort, who is, uh, who is the guy that Fortean came from. And they've got characters from a British TV show. That's maybe he's so just funny. behind on his Doctor That's Who. So he funny. doesn't realize that they're. Uh, he <laughs> yeah. just thinks that the Russian, the Chinese, and Russians have been working on them. It's very funny. But like, the, why is it on the cover of a conspiracy theory magazine? Unless the writers of said magazine believe that Cybermen are actually real, Who and knows? that the <laughs> no. BBC is being <laughs> sneaky and putting them in their fucking silly ass TV show. Who knows what conspiracy theorists think? I have yeah. So Dean and Sam are very obviously like this guy is crazy. By the way, Mandroid is a reference to a film. There's a there's an old, like, horror quote quote unquote film called Mandroid. Mm. It's fun to, Get to know. bring that up. Um, he shows them the video, and we see Juan's eyes flash, and we know this to be the eye the lens flare of a shifter, uh, which Ronald refers to as his laser eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Dean and Sam know what's going on, and instead of telling Ronald about shapeshifters, Sam tells him that he's wrong, and they leave after taking the security tapes. Uh, we cut to Sam looking at the video, and then Dean is laughing about it and how com and comments on how good of a fed Sam is, which there's a lot of we will cop stand Sam in this episode. I, well, I mean, Dean does call it creepy that he's a, he's good at being a fed. <laughs> to be clear, it's true. I and don't so think Dean did not like how Sam. In, um, I think it's later season two, False in Prison Blues. When we get there, we'll talk about it. Mm. Mm -hmm, um, Finish what I was saying. Dean did not like how Sam handled the situation, which yeah. will come up later. That's because Dean likes mm -hmm. Ronald. He wants to be best friends yeah. with him. It's really great. Okay, we gotta um, <laughs> let's finish the synopsis, then we can yeah, talk guys, about Ronald. Shut up. Um, <laughs> next, Sam and Dean show up the bank, the next bank that's along the shifter's route. Because it's been in the sewers and it's hitting all these banks and jewelry stores along this main sewer line. Um, and they're in cute little security guard outfits. Mm. Uh, they tell the head security guard that they're just there for some routine checks to do with, like, the security grid. Um, so they sit down to watch the security cameras to try and find out who the shifter is. They find out it's the bank manager. And then they see that Ronald is about to go inside with a gun. Uh, he goes, this is not a robbery, and proceeds to shoot the gun in the air. Um, immediately showing that he's an utter unprofessional who has no idea what he's doing. Oh, no, he's absolutely incompetent. Um, but we love him, so it's okay. Yeah. So Dean and Sam go down to try and talk to Ronald to, you know, get control of the situation. He tells him part of the truth, like, you're not crazy. There is actually something inside this bank, um, and we're trying to find it. Um, sorry. They... Uh, um, so they can start tracking down the shifter and finding it. They bring everyone else to the vault and lock them in. The cops have surrounded the bank by now. Dean and Ronald go looking through the bank trying to find the shifter. Uh, the shifter has shed their skin, uh, so they no longer look like the bank manager, and therefore could look like anyone. Um, Dean explains to Ronald that it's a shapeshifter, not a mandroid. Uh, and then they go and let Sam out so that he can help. They have to go through the whole place to find any stragglers and get them all in the vault so they can play, in Dean's words, a little game of find the freak. Um, in the vault... The head security guard is having heart trouble, uh, and they there's a lot going on in that moment, but they decide to let him out so that he can get medical help. Sam calls and lets them know that they need to send out a paramedic. Um, meanwhile, Dean discovers the body of one of the guys in the vault, meaning the shifter has changed again, but they know who it is now. Uh, 
Dean goes down to help them get the security guard outside, and the shifter tries to help them, presumably so he can escape. Uh, they don't let him, and then he hits Dean and runs off, leaving the vault open for all the other people to escape. So now it's just rats in a maze. Yeah. Um, Sam and Ronald have to help the guy get outside, and Dean meets up with them so that they can regroup and reform a plan. Ronald steps into the light, and then he gets shot by the snipers across the street. It's very sad. Rest in peace, Ronald. Doesn't he, he, he steps into the light because the shapeshifter gets away, and he tries to chase after the shifter and gets shot, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Um, sorry, I wrote this in the notepad, so, uh, okay, so Dean takes a security guard, and we get that scene from the cold open, uh, and the FBI has arrived. We get introduced to a new character, Agent Victor Hendrickson, who is in charge of tracking Dean down. He takes power over the situation. Yeah, who is a who is, is a black man? It is important to know yeah. there is there is some stuff about this episode that we will talk yeah, about. We will talk about yep. the the racial stuff when we get there. Um, so Hendrickson calls Dean, is rude to him, kind of antagonizes him, uh, and then tells him that if they don't come out, then the SWAT is coming in with their guns and they're going to kill them. He drops a very good line, which we'll talk about later. And then we cut to Dean finding the body of one of the women in the vault, whose name we learned is Sherry. Um, who this whole time has been like super has gone from being super into Dean to like feeling very betrayed by him that yeah. uh, he's working for Ronald now. Uh, this is a little, yeah. little subplot that doesn't really go anywhere, but that's the characterization she's gotten in this laughs. episode. Yeah. Um, so they head down to the vault to get her out and bring and they bring her to the room where the body is. She sees it and freaks the fuck out and then promptly faints. Uh, Dean is about to stab her when Sam stops him and goes, what's the point of this plan? How will it help the shifter it's... stay alive? He's, he's not just he's about like, to stab her. He's like, okay. Yeah, the the, I, the beat here shrug. is so funny. He stares funny. at her body for like five seconds and then shrugs and pulls out the knife. And Sam's yeah, like, wait, 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 wait. It's really it's good. Um, so they go over and investigate the quote unquote dead body and she's moving ever so slightly. Uh, and then she reaches out and grabs Dean. They tussle, and she gets away. Now the SWAT team has broken into the bank, so Dean and Sam have to find the shifter while avoiding getting arrested and or shot. Uh, Sam gets cornered by two SWAT guys, but he fights them off. Dean finds the shifter, and they fight, and he manages to stab her with a silver letter opener. So the shifter's dead. Now they just have to make sure to get they get out of this situation uh, alive and not arrested. Uh, the SWAT team sweeps the place, and it's clean. There's no sign of the Winchesters. Uh, Hendrickson tells them to look again, but the cop is like, we don't really need to, because they find two unconscious guys in their underwear in the closet. Demon and Sam have made off with a pair of SWAT uniforms. <laughs> Which the, uh, the... We get a really cool use... Just for one what? second, the, um, the wiki page says, uh, in part of the trivia section, says, they walk out of the bank in SWAT gear. It is unknown why they never make use of it in future episodes. Despite the advantage <laughs> you might give them against powerful enemies. <laughs> get their asses. That's, that's, uh, that's so really funny. funny. Uh, and then we get a really cool use of Renegade by Yeah, Sam. it's so, so good. good. Make it to the it's so good. Yeah. This is like the Dean best goes, use of music so in the screwed show. and the episode ends. Uh, yeah, I, I think really Don't good. Fear the Reaper is still my favorite, but this that's, is the, this yeah. is my second favorite. Yep, so that's the episode. Like all the all the shows like sound cuts out and it's just Renegade playing over like the boys escaping. It's uh yeah. Uh this episode rules as they're taking the SWAT stuff off. It's just that like drum beat, yeah. And then Dean goes, "We are so screwed." And yeah, then goes, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. oh, the, like, truly immaculate job, use of music. It is, but, like, the, the hook ends and the, the guitar the riff starts. Ends, mm. 
yeah it kicks in it's like yeah. right after he says that it's really good if you're not watching the show just like go look at the creepy dolls in the previous episode and go watch the last like two minutes of this episode because it's it's immaculate it's so good This is probably my favorite episode of season two that we've seen so far. And season two has had some real bangers. This one was the one for me. It's a heist, kind of, but also not. It's like the way... We all know how much Wyatt loves heists. (laughs) That's true. I do love heists. (laughs) The way it like escalates slowly, like more and more things going wrong, uh, like the the increase of tension as it goes. It's... uh, Love it. Great writing in this one. Good job. Good job, Ben Ben Enlund. Yeah. Okay, chronologically? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we've talked about how much we like the news format. Um, So my next note Mm -hmm. is about when Dean is pretending to be an FBI agent and hitting on this woman. Do we have before that or (laughs) about it? No, go ahead. When Dean is in his FBI outfit, um, Franny asks, so what's it like being an FBI guy? And he says, well, it's dangerous mm-hmm. and the secrets we gotta keep. Oh god, the secrets. But mostly it's it's lonely. And it's like, you sleazy, scummy little cheapo cheeso. Yeah, like, but... It's funny and like, but it's also, a little bit cute, but also it's true, but also he's trying to get laid. It's, it's very good Dean writing. Yeah. yeah, it is. There's a lot of subtext to what's going on here. Yeah, like he's playing into this very particular role, but also he's right. It is lonely. And, like, the the layers of performance there. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, this one throwaway joke line about how he wants to get laid is, like, actually Dean is putting on a costume of himself. It's also classic uh, Dean flirting while Sam gets information the regular way. <laughs> yeah. It's happened multiple times. I love how she goes, well, the cops should know, right? <laughs> and it's just... She's uh-huh. portrayed as being kind of flighty and stupid, but... Given the comments we get about the cops, this episode is really, really funny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and then she goes, you know, I've got more. Cause he says, thanks, that's all I need. And she says, really? Because I've got more, you know, if you wanted mm-hmm. to interview me sometime in private. And he's like, yeah, that's a good idea. You're a true patriot. <laughs> it's kind well, of smooth of her, to be honest. Yeah, good for her. No, Go after is. him. It's really good. <laughs> uh, my next note is telling Sam to shut up about defending cops. <laughs> Yeah, mine too. Yeah. <laughs> and Dean's like, they do our job, but they don't but they don't know they're doing it, so they suck at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Sam literally says they're just doing their job. Like, mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they go to the door and Ronald says, let me see the badge, Sam and Dean smack their badges up against the screen yeah. together. Classic, like, famous. It's so good. Very jiffable. It's good. Very it's good. Uh, iconic old fandom moment. There's like a rhythm to it too. It's really with, good. yeah. It's well choreographed. Um also early actor corner is Ronald in like Lost or something? Uh, I swear to god he's Ronald, familiar. okay. All right. Well we'll do actor facts early. So Ronald uh is a major character in the show Eureka, a show that I had never heard of. But is about like a weird like town full of like oh, super scientists and the the stuff that goes wrong. Yeah, he's one of the scientists on that show. Uh, he's also in uh, Watchmen. He's in the Snyder Watchmen movie. He plays um oh who's that guy? The like the big nerd who is a um comedian fan. I'm fairly sure. Um, I haven't seen the Watchmen movie. Okay, well yeah, I only watch good versions of Watchmen stuff. <laughs> Uh, hold on. Uh, Seymour David is the 
is the name of the character in that. Uh, is fairly minor character, but hmm. but yeah. Um, he's also a, he's also Smee uh, in Once Upon a Time. Um, That's why I know him. He's in, oh, he's uh, he's <laughs> Phil in a series of fortunate of unfortunate events. Uh, which have you seen that Ash? Mm-hmm. The recent one, right? Wait. Yeah, the 2017. Oh, no, I haven't seen the recent one. Okay. I don't know what you've seen him in then. I have seen Once Upon a Time, but I don't remember. Well, I did get into a little bit of Captain Hook. That might be it then. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Maybe he just looks kind of like one of the guys on Lost, which I also have never seen. He plays Vetch slash Asteriel in the terrible sci-fi channel Earthsea movie where that's like horribly whitewashed. But, okay, uh, can we talk yeah, about anyway. Ronald's room now? Yeah, let's talk about Ronald's room. It's so good. It's very I good. love Ronald. It's very fun set design of, like, classic Beautiful Minds wall, of, like, UFOs and stuff. Yeah, he's got little gray men on his... I love whenever, love whenever a character just has shit all over their wall. I talked about, I, literally, episode one, John's, like, hotel room wall, motel room wall with, like, the stuff everywhere. Love it. Mm-hmm. I always, I also gotta appreciate the craftsmanship. It takes a long time to make one of these. Like they put a lot of effort into the set design of Ronald's room. Mm-hmm. And he and Dean are just such nerds. They're just nerding yeah. together. I mean, Ronald is literally holding something about Doctor Who, but doesn't acknowledge that it's from Doctor Who. But he says like the Terminator, yeah. but the kind that can change itself, make itself look like other people. And Dean goes like the one from T two, and Ronald goes exactly. They're so cute. <laughs> yeah, they, they just want to like watch movies together. It's good. Um, Ronald has like a bunch of like stuff. Also, like he has like an old um, not an orrery because that's a big thing, but he has like a model like planetary model that's like made of metal. So it's like on his desk. That's a nice little like background thing. He has this weird machine. I don't know what it is. It's like looks a little bit like a lava lamp. I don't know what it is, but it's like this shiny tube thing. I like that he uses like VHS. Flickering. I don't know if VHS was on yeah. the way out in two thousand seven, but it's funny to me that he has one. Same way that it was funny that um, Dana Schultz was sent on fax machine. Mm-hmm. Love when Supernatural becomes a period piece. I still watched VHS tapes piece. in 2007, but DVDs also were definitely a thing. Yeah. Um, also, I like that Ronald says he made copies of the tapes because I knew once the cops got them, they'd be buried and Dean nods. So, yeah, yeah. solidarity in their anti-cops um, sentiment. Mm-hmm. Also, like, I th- Ronald did, like, all of the legwork for them. Yeah, uh, which he really I don't know. Did. I thought was interesting. To like to be like a really good hunter is the implication. Yeah, and that's he why put together Dean, a file and everything. Yeah, Dean later says like he's almost like us or something like that. What's the specific line? Um, yeah, he says I liked him. He's not that different from you and me. People think we're crazy. Yeah. I'm like oh, and Sam says except he's not a hunter, Dean. He's just a guy who stumbled onto something yeah. real. If he were to go up against this thing, he'd get and torn he apart. Is. Better to stay in the and dark Sam's and stay right. alive. So like Sam has not learned his lesson from Jessica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also Sam's right. Yeah. In this case, but the answer isn't stay in the dark. It's prepare him. He's yeah. already stumbling on something. He's already said the law will hunt this thing down. That's I'll true. do it myself. That's true. They're not keeping. And if safe they had prepared him. him yeah, and if they had prepared him, he wouldn't have done the stupid thing that he does. Yeah. I do really yeah. like that he isn't killed by the shifter, he's killed by the cops. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know, there's something there of, like, the, the thing the boys are doing. 
and the fact that like yeah law enforcement will never be on their side even if even if like the show often is structured like a cop show they do cop shit all the time you know me i like i like it when the cops are villains yeah it's a nice exploration of like what it means to be the antagonist and a monster oh on that note i know i'm skipping ahead here but um when hendrickson shows up he says you have no idea what you're dealing with there's a monster in that bank and for a minute before you know what's going on you're like wait a minute is this fbi guy also a hunter but no he means dean winchester which is excellent yeah love that it's so good it is really good uh also i just want to say i just want to read the 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 uh article stuff on the cover for tan times because it's very funny uh the first one is the da vinci code on trial exclusive report the second one is the world's hairiest people (laughs) jojo the dog-faced boy uh and other hirsute i think it says i I can't read that i it might be humans but i don't think so can you drop a screenshot in the chat uh yeah sure uh, and then the last one is Alien Exchange Program. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to make out like the smaller subtitles, but uh, it's it's a it's very it's a very funny cover. I do think it is good acting from Jared to be just like extremely cold blooded. Mm-hmm. No, it was flat really good. breaking yeah. his heart, just like completely yeah. cold. It's good. The way he like stands up, it's so like Men in Black type stuff. And the way Ronald is just crushed yeah because mm-hmm. it's like he like the way he's like the laser eyes and then he's just like get out of my house yeah same with and... just a camera flare mr resnick and it's so sad because like he yeah. thought they were believing him and they were yeah. and then he yeah. does this it's anyway so sad. And, like, it's really good it's so sad it's a good poor scene. ronald poor ronald Mm-hmm. <laughs> the transcript says Sam and Dean return to their motel room, which has the obligatory capitalized yes! tacky wall decoration. The, the like <laughs> beer bottle fence thing going on in this motel is incredible. It's so good. Shout Definitely out to one I, of the top ten motel designs. I, I, in Supernatural. Whoever that guy is, because I think I, I, if I remember correctly from our research, it's like one dude who builds a lot of those motel sets. Like motel sets are his passion. Shoutouts to that guy. <laughs> Motel design is my passion. I like how Dean gets to be the detective here. He's the one who like traces the map and figures out the pattern of where it's gonna strike next. Mm-hmm. He gets mm-hmm. his little intelligence moment, and then they get costumes. They do get costumes. They get costumes, they get costumes and they meet the Okie Dokie guard. <laughs> Dean's like, I like him. The he says, he says Okie Dokie. <laughs> that is one of ye old. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was a diff used in a very popular fandom. old post. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. the ones that get reposted to Pinterest. This was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then he goes, well, one it looks like Mr. Okidoki is Okidoki. <laughs> He's so lame. He's so cute. <laughs> I'm going to continue checking off his uh, like, card. It's cute. De- Dean's, like, affection for, like, weird humans in this episode is really good. He's like, ah, I love the conspiracy theorist and the old guy that says okie-dokie. Yeah. Dean loves weird people. Yeah, because he's a weird, per- he's weird people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're a divergent. Dean keeps winning. Oh, on that note, um, Jewish Dean also keeps winning because Dean says, we just want to make sure the branch monitors are kosher. And, like, I get that he's using mm-hmm. kosher in, like, the generic sense of, like, everything's, you know, up to code, everything's clear, mm-hmm. everything's good, but thank you for my rights, Mr. Edlund. <laughs> yeah. I also wrote that down. I was like, excellent. Um, 
don't like that Dean is then immediately pervy, where he's, like, zooming in on a woman's ass. Yeah. It's the like she's not even wearing, so like, weird. she's just wearing regular pants. Like, there's not even, like, it was very weird. Also, it's a security camera. How good can yeah. the picture really exactly. be? Exactly. And I love how they're surprised that Ronald shows up, and I'm like, he literally told you that he was going to do that. Yep, he did. Doesn't take that much effort to trace a map and figure out through the direction. Yep. Mm-hmm. I just have a note that is entirely the the written equivalent of a key smash for me. <laughs> no anything. What's it between? In between. Let's be real, guys. He did say he was going to do it himself. And then, Randy, I love you, which might be Ronald. It was one thirty in the morning. <laughs> is it because it says this is not a robbery as he fires in the air? It's very cute. That is very cute, and I love it. The, this is not a robbery. I love that when Dean is frisked, he has a little knife in his boot that is silver, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Dean, like, I, Sam gives him a look, and Dean says, I'm not just going to walk in here naked. Yeah. It's good. It's so good. Once again, equating weaponlessness to nakedness, which we've mentioned mm -hmm. before, because he's said this type of thing before. Like... He has such a fear of vulnerability. No, Dean, my poor little meow meow. Um, I like how vindicated Dean is when Ronald says, I don't like you to Sam. <laughs> He's like, see? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Dean earlier is like, I should do the talking. He doesn't like you. That's his best friend. It's his new best friend. <laughs> I think we should talk about briefly here uh, that like a conspiracy theory white guy going into a bank with a assault rifle kind of hits differently in 2021 than maybe it would in 2007. Yeah. Like, Ronald is a very fun yeah. character because we know he's right and not trying to hurt anyone, and we are mm -hmm. fond of him because he is fun, but he is mm, maybe not yeah. a good, like, mm, character archetype, I guess, in this context. Yeah. Especially when paralleled off of Hendrickson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the th that's the thing I said is like, oh, eh, I love Ronald, but like the hero of this story being like a white guy conspiracy theorist and like conspiracy theory, of course, conspiracy theories for basically the entirety of their existence have been widely linked to racism and like specifically anti-Semitism, which you know mm -hmm. is not is not Ronald. Like Ronald's a good guy is I think the thing like the. What makes this work, at least in the fiction, is they go talk to Ronald first, and like he's not a he's not like a horrible racist. Like we we learned, like he is genuinely trying to help people. Like his friend died. He's like, no, that's not mm -hmm. okay. He does fall for that. Like, he would not do that. He does say like the Chinese and Russians are working on these mandroids, which is not that's a great true. Look. That's true. That is a good point. Yeah. He does. He calls himself kind of a kind of crime fighter. Yeah. He does. It's, it's adorable. He wants to be um, a superhero so bad. He does. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I love the phones ringing as, like, he's doing this hold-up. Yeah. Like, I guess it makes sense, but they're just kind of ringing. Well, yeah, they keep it. They, they ask him, like, what his demands are, and he's like, what? No, I'm not. I don't want anything. I'm trying to hunt this monster. Well, no, I, I mean, before that, when they're in the main, like, hall of the, the bank, the phones are just ringing. Oh sure, right. I, I thought you meant like the phone. They keep the phones keep ringing over the course of this episode because the cops keep oh. trying to like call in on them, be like, "Hey, what's happening?" Yeah. They do do that. But but yeah, 
Oh, you're right. I just love how he's pointing the gun at everybody, and Dean's like, hey, dude, chill out. Yeah, he has no... (laughs) He has no no concept of gun safety. None at all. Oh, absolutely not. Um, Also, is it... Is it Dean or Sam who tells him to, to get out of the light the first time? Uh, it feels like Dean. a Dean thing to say. Yeah, where Ronald is just kind of standing in front of the entrance, completely yeah. like visible to the cops outside, and Dean is like, "Get out!" He's looking the way. out the window, he, and, <laughs> and he's so like, back to Biden, he's like obviously. aiming his gun because he feels like cool. Yeah, Chekhov's light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also like that is good writing in the sense that like it was set up and then it was reminded when it came back. Um, Sam started to yell to him to get out of the light, but it was too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, uh, a little later when they're hunting the shifter and they find the skin and everything, um, and there's just, like, this look of relief on Ronald's face. He's, like, laughing a little, uh, and he's like, I'm not nuts. I was so scared that I was losing my marbles, but this is real. I was right. Well, except for the Mandroid thing. Thank you. And it's like, uh, yeah. he's really happy that, like, he now knows like absolutely what's true and has like learned from D like, ah, uh, it's, it's like, like could have been his protege or something. It's really good. Yeah. He's a very sympathetic character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also when, when Dean is explaining that it is not a mandroid, it's a shapeshifter. He says it's human more or less, which is fascinating in terms of the human monster divide. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he means that it's human as in like, it's organic. It's not, or, like, it's completely organic. Yeah. A cyborg. But he does say it's human, and then he quali- um, qualifies that with more or less. That's kind of been codified as what shifters are. Is there humans who have, I don't know, evolved? Yeah, like some, yeah, evolution is, yeah. It's not yeah, really, it's some kind of mutation thing. Evolved. Who knows? We talked yeah. about this a bunch of skin. Yeah. Um,. And yeah, I do like that this is like completely human motivations. The shifter is doing this because uh, they want money. Capitalism. Yeah, we never got a motivation for the shifter in one six skin. It was just like we, we, murder. We theorized about it a bunch, yeah. but but it was never like stated. This one is just like it wants to rob banks and jewelry yeah. stores. This one, this one is like more human in that way because we talked a bunch about like is it. Is it because the shifter is a shifter? Like, is it because this human has become monstrous that has given it, like, a monstrous urge? But this shifter doesn't have that. The shifter, I mean, the shifter kills people, but is doing that. Isn't, yeah, exactly. Like it doesn't have what we yeah, would call human qualms about like, like, it doesn't seem to mind that it's killing people for the sake of money, but yeah. people do that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe going back a little bit? I don't know. Um, when Sherry is go- goes, who is that guy? <laughs> Sam sounds so he's so like, mad. He's so done with his shit. <laughs> he and it's like the when he says he's my brother, he sounds like it's so anime <laughs> protagonist. Yeah. Uh huh. And then she goes, he's awesome. She says he is he, so like, brave. His eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Sam is truly the most put upon. Sherry is very the, um, like, haha, you're so tall, me. (laughs) (laughs) Sam's just like, Dean's not even in this scene anymore, and he's still getting girls. Yeah. He's so brave. Oh my god, can you get me this number? Your brother is so cool. (laughs) Yeah. The second person the shifter changes into, the, the black guy who's in the vault, he looks familiar. 
as well? Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't find anything for him that I okay. was aware of. I wasn't sure if he was, like, on NCIS or something. I can go double-check. Oh, I believe you. I just... I yeah. am just enti entirely incredibly face-blind, so... It's a 50-50 of whether I remember what people look like or if I just think they're familiar for no reason. Valid. Um, so when, when Zine comes back to get Sam out of the vault and drop some more people off, Cheryl is so betrayed. Yeah, she's like, you saved us, mm -hmm. you saved us. Wait, why are you working? Huh, why? And she was just saying he's like a real hero or something. Yeah. Has <laughs> your brother always been so wonderful? <laughs> <laughs> it's so much. It's like... It's great. They're really laying it on thick. <laughs> They really are. Like, it's funny, but also it's like, sure, I guess. I guess, I don't know if this is how a human would act in this situation, but it doesn't feel like it. It could be a panic response. I don't know if the... Like she is yeah, it could in. be, you're right. I don't know if right. people ever act like humans around Dean. <laughs> <laughs> you it's know like what, Austin that's Powers. true. He's got his mojo. <laughs> anyway, I feel a strong kinship with Sherry. <laughs> yeah, it's true, yeah. it's true. We are all Sherry. Um, when the, when the cops cut the power, uh, d d d Ronald's like, what is it? And Dean's like, the cops. And Ronald's like, the cops? <laughs> what do you think was like, buddy, buddy, you didn't even secure the security guard. He says you weren't exactly a smooth criminal about this. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not looking good, Ron. It's so good. And Ronald's just like, uh oh, uh, I, I fucked up, I think. This is where, this is when it hits him. He did not um, think through his actions. He was just like, yeah, I can walk into a bank with a gun and nobody will, like, send the cops after me. Mm -hmm. Also, before this, uh, with the, the, the silver, um, when he gets the silver letter opener, uh, he mentions that werewolf stories came from shapeshifters. Mm -hmm. That's interesting to me. There are werewolf Werewolves are canon to Supernatural, right? We've talked about this. Yes. Yeah, but I don't... No, he do means, like, bullets work on them? the lore... I think they do. I would have to remember when we actually get there. Is a werewolf episode in how... season two, so we'll find out soon. Yep. This is interesting because this implies to me that shapeshifters are more common than werewolves, or that their they lore got tangled up in each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, like we've seen, you know. I guess that they comment on that type of stuff all the time, and yeah. we like you can also see how that lore gets tangled up really easily in real life. Yeah. And they do transform you know, into things, even if they don't transform things. into animals, as far as I'm aware. They, they probably could if they wanted to. I don't know, though. Maybe. We, we, we talked about this with... We did Sam. talk about this, because <laughs> like, I complained... Yes. I complained about the fact that, like, there are loads of shapeshifters who, turns into, who turn into birds in various folklore stuff, like, what are the boys talking about? And then you two said, oh, but shapeshifters in Supernatural don't turn into, like, animals, they just turn into people. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. Well, we said that they don't. That doesn't mean that Both they can't, but it doesn't seem that's that true. they do. I guess that's true. I've never seen them do it. There are humans who can shape change into animals. Yeah, but I have a specific very bad episode in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I haven't even seen that one yet. I just know it's bad. I mean, if it, it makes sense specifically from, like, a if this is solely a weird science mutation thing of, like, a human becoming, like, where's the extra mask go? If it's yeah, not magic, if it's, like, a science fiction answer. They, they peel it off. Like, they're generating they grow new it. skin anyway. Yeah, they yeah, could. But it it the probably takes exchange. energy. I don't know. Yeah, they must really eat a lot. It's weird that they don't eat their victims. Yeah, it is weird that they don't eat their victims. 
Moving on. <laughs> uh, the content warning for cannibalism in this episode, I guess. <laughs> for cannibalism that didn't happen. Content warning, not enough cannibalism. <laughs> hmm. uh, Rip Ronald. Yeah. yeah. It's so sad. Up frowny face here. Oh. I actually do a pretty good pensive emoji, which is surprising given how fucked up my hand-drawn emojis usually are. I love Dean's silly ringtone. Yeah, I, I like... I tried to figure out what song it was, and I couldn't find it. You will get more of it later. Did you check the wiki? I don't know if it's... I don't know if it's... The thing is, is if you look up... a real song. If you look up Dean's ringtone, all you get are, like, Dean ringtones. <laughs> Like, no, that's not what I want. I want to know what his ringtone is in the television show. I don't need Dean Winchester going family business to me. Um, I like how one of the cops says, one of the hostages, he seems to have taken over the situation, and the detective goes, excuse yeah. me, and like this very what the excuse fuck What? It's good. Yeah, and this is the same cop who, like, later on when the FBI agent shows up is like, no, I think there's something else going on here. So we have two men of color this episode. One of them is a hostage who becomes replaced by a shapeshifter and so is therefore dead. And the shifter is also mm -hmm. then killed, mm -hmm. but not in his body. Um, and the other is an FBI agent. So all around, not great. Yep. Mm -hmm. An FBI agent who is portrayed in a very um, gung-ho sort of way and like, also very eager to hunt the brothers. We got, like, uh, again, two of two of the most major... Black men in the show have been antagonists directly toward the brothers, which, you know, not great. I do like Henriksen as a character. The racial aspect is yeah, not he's good. fun. He says he says to the the cop, "I don't give a rat's ass what you do. You can go get a donut and bang your wife for all I care." Yeah, yeah, no, he's great. Um, also, I'm pretty sure the the other the cop, uh, is another cop later. But I don't know if that's this canon guy. It, he's got a cop a face to me. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, sir. Well, but you I think do. I think he's the same cop in Folsom Blues. Oh, uh -huh. it does seem like it. Yeah. He, but um, I don't know if he's the same guy or just the same actor or just a similar looking dude. He looks a little bit like uh, David Duchovny. I was like, they got off brand Fox Mulder for this guy. That's who he looks like. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, he does. He is kind of dollar store fox molded. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that was Alex. He's eating butter cookies and not giving me any. <laughs> <laughs> there's an episode. There's a supernatural wiki page called "Weren't You in Another Episode?" And um, <laughs> that's let me cute. Check if he actually is on this page. Shout out to 12. the supernatural. Wiki. He went on to play the sheriff God works in hard, season six. But... So he um. is in a different episode, but not the one we saw. Which is yeah, weird, this guy's in a bunch of. This guy's like, like a side character in a bunch of shock in a bunch of cop shows. Oh yeah, a note I wanted to make when when Ron when Ron's talking on the phone to the cop and is just like telling them a bunch of stuff. I wrote down Ron doesn't know that it's shut the fuck up Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell the police anything, every like people shut the fuck up. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's so naive. Like he really just does not know what he's doing here. Um, are we going to talk about what Henrik said about John? Sorry, Henriksen said about John. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, we should do that. Yeah, okay, so Henriksen and Dean are on the phone, and he introduces himself and says, it's my job to bring you in. A lives a bonus, but not necessary. And Dean goes, whoa, which is cute. Kind of harsh for a federal agent, don't you think? 
And he says, well, you're not the typical suspect, are you, Dean? And Dean kind of looks surprised that he knows who he is. And he says, um, I want you and Sam out here unarmed or we come in. And yes, I know about Sam too, Bonnie T. or Clyde. Which is odd because that's a couple. This is a weird, yeah, it, was, it is weird. It's weird. Um, like there are famous outlaw duos who aren't romantically entangled, but whatever. Yeah. And Dean says, yeah, well, that part's true, but how do you even know we were here? And Henriksen says, go screw yourself. That's how I knew. Uh, I do like some stupid banter. Um, but as he continues, he says, mm-hmm. it's become my job to know about you, Dean. I've been looking for you for weeks now. I know about the, et cetera, all his rap sheet stuff that we've talked about in yeah. uh, 2-7 and from earlier. And I know about your dad. And Dean says, hey, you don't know crap about my dad. And he says, ex-Marine, raises kids on the road, cheap motels, backwood cabins, real paramilitary survivalist type. I just can't get a handle on what type of wacko he was. White supremacist, Timmy McVeigh, tomato, tomato. Which is... Timmy McVeigh, by the way, earlier. for those who don't... Oh, go on. I, I've, I think I brought this up in Bloodlust when we were talking about Gordon. Because the idea that John was would seem to, from an outside perspective, to have been a white supremacist is, like, really close to what the hunting lifestyle actually is, right? They go around deciding which people are inferior and killing them. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, this line is just tossed out there and then never really brought up again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- d- for those who don't know, uh, Timothy McVeigh is uh, the guy responsible for the 1995 uh, Oklahoma City bombing. So that's the okay. reference being made here. Thank you for that, because I yeah, didn't know. Yeah, I was waiting for you to explain. I was like, I'm not going to bother picking up why it does that part. Um, I love the line, crazy's in there, and I just hung up yeah, on it. Yeah, he's, like, he's, a, he's a little badass. Incredible. He's got his one-liners. He's in his own mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is his cop drama, and the Winchesters are just living in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. My next note is on the Sherry attack. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm ha- I'm happy to go um, straight there. Yeah. Well, we already talked about how funny it is when she passes out and almost stabs yeah. her. Yeah. Um, it's a. Uh, it's very funny. It's good. It's a very. It's. It's simultaneously a smart plan for the shifter and also not. Uh, I feel like the shifter should have run when they left the. Like I don't know what the shifter's plan here was. Yeah. Like, it feels like if I was the shifter, I would have cut and run a long time ago. Yeah. Also, the shifter, where did the shifter get that, like, shift? The the clothes? That's a good question. Clearly not from Sherry. That's a good question. This bank, well, this bank just has secret clothes. Maybe the bank manager had, like, a little shift in his desk. And then when Dean goes, when they're, like, tussling and Dean goes, go get her out of here, like, she can run herself. The, the the shifter doesn't want her. Sam can stab the thing. Come on. It's just funny to me. I mean, she did just pass out. She's not really in super good condition. And there's, like, cops That's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but the corpse attacking them is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they have their little double fight scene. Because Dean is fighting the it's Sherry great. shifter. And Sam is taking down two cops at the same time. <laughs> it's like, damn. Sam owns those cops. <laughs> he's he's oh, killing he really it. Does. Like that. I feel like that's the most Sam has ever kicked ass on screen. Yeah, my notes just say, "Damn, mm-hmm. Sam." Like he's unarmed, he and he takes down. On his kicks yeah, he t- he t- he uses CQC to take down two like heavily armed SWAT team guys. It's yeah. very impressive. It is. Um, and then my my last note is yes dot 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 so good about the use of renegade yeah 
It's really good. Like, they find the men in the closet who have their uniforms taken from them. And the song starts playing as we see these two guys in SWAT armor, who we now know are the boys, go into the car, sitting in it. Music stops. They just sit there breathing for a minute. We are so Mm -hmm. screwed. Bang! The music starts again. It's so fucking good. It's fucking incredible. Um... Also, uh, right before that, when the cops are coming in and they, like, find Sherry and she's like, I work here and, like, let her go. And then they find the body and they're like, what the fuck? I'm telling you, man. It just walks her out of the bank. She must have a twin sister or something. Yeah. Yeah. I always like. Which is so weird because, like, you just ask Sherry. um, (laughs) Yeah. Like, how are they going to resolve this? It's very, like. It's very Magnus Archives or something. Whenever like uh the weird like the police stumble into weird like supernatural shit, it's like what, what the heck is happening? Like what is this? I mean, if you think and, back to St. Louis, that... Dean had a body that like somebody must have buried or something. He had an actual body. It's true. Dean Winchester, like yeah. DNA would match and everything, but he's still walking around. So what happened there? Yep. How do you fake your death that convincingly? And now there's another double dead body, like. It's very strange. I don't know how the cops are. They're going to just have to Mm -hmm. kick this over to the X-Files department. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, it's funny that the feds don't actually... They probably, honestly, there probably is an X-Files or like a hunter department in the U.S. government. Does that never come up in the show? Um, (laughs) The closest we get is the Men of Letters, I think. I'm thinking back to the episode we keep mentioning this episode. So, like, it's implied that hunters have kind of a network, at least, like, plants... Um, but mostly they have, like, Bobby takes fake calls for the FBI. He has, like, all his phones mm-hmm. labeled. Mm-hmm. So, But I it's just mean, like, living in a surveillance state yeah. like we do, surely the U.S. government like, itself has got to, like, eventually figure it out every, so they have their yeah. own independent, like... Pretty, like, it's wild to me that it doesn't. Because, yeah, like, pretty much every, like, present day... Uh, like, mod- Secret World Modern Fantasy has some kind of, like, shady government organization that absolutely knows everything that's going on. Because we live in a surveillance mm-hmm. state, like, how could they not... How could someone not figure it out? It's, yeah. like, the whole, like, stupid thing of, like, oh, the, the like the government's hiding up aliens or whatever. Like, it's it's not, like... If, if monsters and aliens were real, it would get it. Like, there's no way of people not finding that out because of how much everything is being surveilled all the time. Yeah, like, I don't care how dumb the cops are, but, like, the government. I don't and think I the show like is capable of acknowledging that, that, though, because, basically, like, at, yeah. its pre- at its root, this premise it's is, too like, libertarian, libertarian for that. fantasy. So, like, if the government is involved, That's true. Yeah. then suddenly your yeah. little, you know, vigilante justice no longer is anti uh, uh, twice. But then they could do the good, fun thing of, like, the solo, like, independent hunters, like, have to, like, come up against the like crack like government team who are like the bad guys and like are doing it the wrong way or like are being overzealous or something like that's always a fun plot line to do but you can't have government official hunters because that isn't what hunting is yeah it's okay they work around it i'm being intentionally vague and a little bit (laughs) simplifying but they do that does happen i just want to say Fuck Joss, we should, fuck Joss Whedon, but shout-outs to Buffy Season 4 with the stuff, like, the government's doing with Supernatural stuff in that season. I really like that, all that stuff. I don't think I got the Season 4, but I'll take your word for it. It's like, they, they figure out stuff and are like, oh, let's use this. Mm-hmm. We, can do, we can do stuff with this. And it goes terribly wrong, of course it does. <laughs> Good. Yeah, well, Supernatural, I don't know what Ash is referring to, but 
um, at this point at least, Supernatural can't really have... I'll DM you. Okay. Um, like, a government branch devoted to hunting, because that isn't... Like, within the scope of the show, that's not... Like, the hun- hunting can't be legitima- legitimated by, like, a higher power, or wouldn't be hunting as they know it. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody has a 9-to-5 job of hunting, and, like, they wear a suit to go interview people and, like, have official X-Files ID cards, that wouldn't be the same job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why I think it'd be interesting, because then there'd be, like, an mm-hmm. interesting parallel there. Yeah. Also, I think it would be very cool to have Mulder and Scully, but as, uh, villains. Well, we will revisit this conversation <laughs> in, uh... About two years. (laughs) Well, we did think for a minute in this episode that we were going to have that when Hendrickson says his monster line. We did. But it was just a tease. Yeah. I was very excited when I thought that was what the case was, but no. Excited and also worried because, like, I don't don't want them to end up being the heroes. um, Networks. We do get to see a little bit more of, like, Mm. organized hunting, but not at a governmental level. Yeah. At least not until what Ash is talking about. All right. Which I don't even remember if that if they're connected to the government, but they're about as fucking close <laughs> as you can get. All right. Well, I think that's the episode. <laughs> now that we're t- considering yeah. we're t- gone way off topic, I think we basically <laughs> t- covered everything. Yeah, we. Um, that's all my notes. I'm going to hit actor facts then, which I, we already dug into that a little bit. But uh, previous episode, um, Susan Thompson's actress uh, Annie Wershing. Has uh, been in a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, the Last of Us, Twenty Four, The Vampire Diaries, as like decently like you know side characters that have a considerable amount of screen time still. Um, and uh, the FBI agent in this episode is played by uh, Charles Malik Whitfield, uh, who I haven't seen him in anything, but he did win an award for his performance in The Temptations, which is a miniseries about the Motown band of the same name, and I think that's cool. And uh, nice. Yeah, that's it for Actor Facts this week. Uh, yeah, I guess that's everything. <laughs> Thank you all. Thank you all for listening. Um, <laughs> please, please uh, rate and review us on the platform of your choice. Uh, oh wait, next week. Share with your friends. We have to say uh, yeah, I was oh, gonna... next, next week we get the houses of next the holy. Exciting. Are... Sorry for the drum yeah. Yes. Very very exciting. Um, born, yeah, born under a bad sign. I don't remember that one, but I do mm-hmm. remember liking it. Let's see if I'm right. Two good episode it's... names. Yeah, it's plot, I think. Yeah, Houses of the Holy is Sarah Gamble doing religion stuff, so we're very good with that. Ooh. Born under a bad sign is Catherine Humphreys, who has a good record in my book. And, oh, oh, oh okay, we get some Sam plot. Mm. Yeah, I'm I, I would at assume the a Sam plot the considering the uh, the name of the episode. Yeah, um, yeah, we, it'll be fun. the The monster is is fun. I'll be excited to talk about mm-hmm. that. Uh, I don't remember anything else from the episode, but okay, maybe I might. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Hey, are we driving out of the the car garage in SWAT gear? <laughs> SWAT gear, we will never wear.
The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an Attribution Sharealike 3.0 International License. Find the link in the episode description.